There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Mean Girls Radio. In the last <laughs> 10 minutes, it we've uh, like it though, today. ridiculed we... a fainting lady at a fashion show. Yeah, Demi know. Moore's We're new um, <laughs> Joker face. Right. A uh, person who pretended to be from Spain for 15 years. Right. That wasn't us. Amy Schumer gave her crap. No, it's not it. our we, fault. You took some digs. But it's, it's not our fault she lied wrong. about where it's she's okay. from. You can't just pretend you're from another country. It's like, remember that lady in New York um, last year that pretended pretended she was um, this billionaire and she, yes, this is she was a Russian. Get they also, I, you can't call up somebody on the phone and pretend you're the IRS and try and get their social security number. Okay? <laughs> you can't do that. Wow. Okay? Wow. Anyway, no, it's been... You We've know been what? snarky. It's Snarky Wednesday. It is. It but also, you made up for it by giving good vaccine information. Oh, That's no kidding. Right. That, that would be something good. to listen to is catch us at 3.30 on the replay because yes. Dr. Crutchfield had great information. Yes. And I told Holly to put that on the weekend best of replay. Good. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, no, I think, you know, it, sometimes it does feel just to go meow, meow, kitty meow. It's um, easy. Well, sometimes no, it's easy. Uh, yeah. Makes and, you feel better about yourself. I mean, just saying. It just makes you feel better, period. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. it doesn't make me feel better about myself. It just makes me laugh. Exactly. And and I look at someone like Demi Moore, who she's a year older than I am, um, which means she's three years younger than you, Laurie. Yeah. Um, but, if, anyways, keep back. but she's so gorgeous. She has been. She hasn't looked weird. And, you know, I, I will say this about J-Lo. She's been very vehement and really clapping back at all the people who are... Uh, accusing her of Botox, but she, we saw her sing last week at the inauguration. Her face, her moves face moves in every direction, and she does not have what we call LA face. Oh, no. Thank God. Stay in Miami, J Lo. LA face is a scary is a thing. And Demi Moore didn't have LA she face, didn't. but now she does. Yeah. And Steve Wynn has man LA face, but it's just older and very tan because he's like in his high 80s. And, you know, you people just. You, you start to get a different look in you, your late 80s. I can just say this from experience. Yeah. Of, you know, yeah. just, you, it's a different, you're get a, you're thinner, you know, yeah. maybe. And anyway, so here, let's go to this drama, okay? Because <laughs> let's switch, let's switch let's people. Switch. What's the new drama, okay? Okay, so Kelly Clarkson, when she filed for divorce last June, the big, first big pandemic 
breakup. We could all see it coming because they were in a one-room cabin, five of them, including a dog in Montana. Yep. I would have ran out of there screaming after one weekend. Lori, you wouldn't have made it a day. Uh, no, I could have made it two nights. You think so? Well, Lots of wine. For the, the, yeah, the <laughs> sneaky sex. You know, like, you okay, could, that yeah. could be exciting for yep. two nights. Trying to be quiet when the kids are right there in right. the next cot. That mm-hmm. would only be fun. That'd be fun for two nights. Yeah, that's it. Yep. That's it. So anyway, they lasted a couple mm-hmm. months. She breaks up with him. I think it was really kind of a let's see if we can be together because I think Brandon um, Blackburn or Maxwell or something Blackstock. Yeah, but in so Hollywood close. they call they've got other nicknames for it. Black don't. Trouser Stock. Okay, fine. Okay, whatever. You know who you are. He's he's was like his dad Narvel, who was married to Reba for twenty years. He's very liberal with his affection. Sprinkles it all over the place, right. if you know what I mean. I think so. Yeah. Does it have to do with his and, trouser stock? Yes, or yeah, something? his no. trouser stock. No, so wait, Kelly's probably bust him because she works her ass off. She okay? does. She's mom. She's got the talk show. She's doing this. Brandon, she had a with book. His she one, comes out with albums. With his one client, his wife, has lots of time to play. So mm-hmm. Kelly, in November, she files a thing saying basically... Your management group that you and your dad run and that I have a verbal agreement with right. have been screwing me and defrauding me. But she yes. said it all in legal language. So okay. he, as people responded today. Two months later. Well, yeah, they responded and they basically just said, no, we didn't do any fraud. But really, they do not have a written management contract. Right. They did not file any of the paperwork, this um, starstruck management, which... Talk about what a telling name. They were men who were star struckers, if you know what I mean, in the very <laughs> sense of the word. <laughs> they were as opposed to black trousers. Right, but you know what I mean? Talk about star bleepers. Star struckers in black trousers. No, right. I mean their You're clients so are funny. the women that they're star strucking with. It's a okay. verbal agreement. You're so funny because reba did talk about what it took her to get back she had to take back all of her business and what she went through and finding out mm-hmm. that your star-strucking partner in love and management is literally bending you over and giving you the what for and not in the way you like no taking all the money taking too much yeah. money and not doing so anyway they just said no this is going to be a good this is a good one well she's juicy yeah, she, it's not she what wants she wants. Everything declared null and um, void and unenforceable, and she will get that because the court likes to side on the side of things that are in writing when it comes to this kind of things. They do not want, you know. They, I would encourage everybody out there: stop with the handshake and verbal agreements. Get things in writing. Oh gosh. Okay, this. But when you're a starstrucker, and that's the name of mm-hmm. your management company. Mm-hmm. You can talk the person you're starstrucking into, into not signing anything. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's have a verbal agreement. Just pay me 15% of everything. Right. And L.A. has different rules. Yes. So yes, that's the Johnny Depp thing that yeah, we've talked that about, happened. how you pay out your management team. So here is Kelly's song that she covered yesterday okay. by Yaz. Who we love. 80s, taking you to the 80s, only you. Here's her cover. Did you hear? She said she used the word his. Yeah. Instead of your a few seconds oh, ago. That, I did. That seems hear like that. a clue. 
That is. She's... Her karaoke or karaoke is painting it's, a picture. She can yes. go back now because it's it's an audio book. It is an audio. It's book. It's an audio book of done. her going through her divorce pain, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be interesting because you've never seen anything like this. A song a day, five days a week. Yes, really, it's her way of expressing her. It's like her audio diary. Yes, and this entertainment um, tonight story actually aired. Um, you know, it was yesterday and her people participated in it. So she knew that it was going to air yesterday. And this is a poignant song, Only You. Ah, you know, now, is she dating anybody now? Do we no, know? She okay. heavens, not, no, she doesn't she, have time. And I even remember her, well, that's right, when she even first fell would, in love with just, them, she said she never had really dated anyone. She no. was never really in love with anyone. No, she's, she she's, felt asexual in her earlier life. I remember all this about yeah. her talking about herself. No, um, no, no. She's going to be a dating toddler when she gets better out there, but she's not going to do that. No, she doesn't have time. Ain't nobody got time for that record. And she really doesn't. She doesn't. She's got a full-time she's show. She's got to get she's rid gotta of She's got to sing a song every day. Of the star-strucker of an ex-husband. Yeah. I mean, really, think about the, that they named their management company that. I love that that's upsetting you. We named our show Lori and Julia. Why couldn't we have been more creative? Julia. Did you have a business name other than Body Perks? No, Body Perks was yeah, our... Yeah, but okay. I mean, they, they are starstruck and then they are star bleepers. I mean, I'm just saying, and then they name it that. I the mean, irony the only, is just something. Uh, yes, Julia. And you then are they, the only one who's getting off on that. Oh, It's come, time for the uh, random thoughts. All right, let's go. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now... Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. Well, we have sad breaking news. Cloris Leachman um, has passed away at the young age of 94. She passed away in her sleep on Tuesday at her home in California of natural causes. Oh, good. Her career spanned decades. Um, She won eight Emmys from 22 nominations. Um, She... Phyllis. She holds Mary the Tyler records Murray. for both wins and nominations at the time, still holding the record for most wins. She's tied with Julia Louis-Dreyfus wow. for most Emmy wins. She was Phyllis on the Mary Tyler Moore show. She, she was in Young Frankenstein, the last picture show. Um, here's a little bit of, of her from Young Frankenstein. I am Paul Blucher. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, How do you do? I am Dr. Frankenstein. This is my assistant, Inga. May I present Frau Blucher? (laughs) (laughs) That's about it. Got into them. Oh, she she was so funny. Last picture show. She's in that with the um, what's her name? Um, I can't think. The blonde. Uh, Come on, Sybil Shepherd. Yes, Yes, thank thank you. you. She also um, was from Des Moines, Iowa. She competed in the Miss America pageant as a young woman. She killed it on Dancing with the Stars yeah. not that long she ago. She was on Raising Hope, The Ellen Show, yeah. Spanglish, a lot of things. But she kept Holly acting all the way. More. She, and was, she was always kind of a delightfully um, sassy, well, sassy it, woman. It yes. looks like she, I don't know if you guys watched the Mad About You reboot on, I think it was Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, but she was on that like oh, just last was? year, 10 episodes yes. oh, at 93. So that's, she never stopped yeah. acting, right? Yeah. Oh, I think I she did that. voices in the Crudes, the animated yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, so yeah, she, she lived a full life. Yeah. She, she did. was, I, she was fun. I, 
I love she Phyllis a, on Mary Tyler oh, Moore. Yeah. I loved her hair. Yeah. Her pantsuits. She was just, she was really a character that cracked you me You know up. what? That would be a good thing if you're feeling a little blue. To go yeah. binge on some MTM. And I watched mm-hmm. it on Mary that Taylor one Moore. goofy that, I don't know if it's the Me TV or the yep. My, it's the basic cable. And oh, Dick right. Cavett is on it. Yeah, I think that would be a fun. Cheers is on that yep. station. It's like part of just yeah. your basic cable. It looks like it's on Hulu on all the seasons. Is it? Yeah. I would like to watch right it. Now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks like all one through seven is on Hulu. I think that'd be fun to watch. Okay, so... Um, very sad. We will probably hear more about that in the Dirt Alert with Holly yeah, later okay. coming up next hour. I want to tell people, and we got a notification from work last night, and it's all over the internet. If what? you need to update, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, um, the Apple um, just released a new iOS operating system 14.4 to fix three vulnerabilities that may have been actively exploited by hackers. So go in under systems, under general, and update your operating system. Why does this, ha- does does Apple get hacked more because more people have Apple phones? Probably, Lori. I mean, I never get, I never get, we never get these warnings. That's because no one use your dumb phones. Rocco's getting an Android. Yeah. Yeah, Although, yeah, we, we yeah. We, we don't. don't get these things. And I remember the last time you updated your Apple phone, oh, no. you went crazy. Oh, no, I didn't have a phone for two weeks this right. summer. That so was, will you do this? It's already been done. Okay. It's already been done. And I, th- yeah, that was, that but was, do you know what I mean? I've fun. heard people complaining over the years, mm-hmm. the, over the years that Apple is always, and I just, I thought maybe Apple gets hacked more because there's more hacking. Let's just done. go with that. Okay. Because more people have it. Yeah. All right. Valentine's Day, if people are just getting excited about the next holiday, we get to be excited about it. It's coming up. It's the 14th. I don't have my phone with me right now because... It's a Sunday. Is it a Sunday Mm -hmm. this year? Okay. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of... um, Yesterday, I think in Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine, Steph March did this whole thing about different places to go for Valentine's Day. There's a lot of fun things out there, but you're going to make reservations. So this year, more than ever, if you want to do some fun, different things, you got to get creative and you got to do it sooner rather than later. Right. Because imagine and at least it won't be like a. here's the one thing like somebody who's always said, I don't like, you know, like doing amateur things. days. And right. Stuff. But it, because of the um, COVID, the limited capacity, yeah. it is it's just automatically more romantic. It you is got more room. You do. No one is, you know. But you got to make your reservations right, earlier mm-hmm. rather than later because um, there's a lot going on. Um, this is kind of cute. You know, the sweetheart candies that come in the box that say, love you, oh, kiss yeah. me, bite me. Um, the family, the, the, the candies. Yeah. Did you not know that? Is the one that says bite me? Bite me, lick bite me. Oh, me, yeah. hug me. There mm. doesn't say lick. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I bought that pack. Yeah. Well, I had the dirty pack. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I just give them to myself, um, which is always my favorite Valentine. Okay. So Valentine's Day this year, the, the family that owns the sweetheart candies, the is original still a family owned Sprangler. Okay. Uh, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, Candy Company. It's a family-owned and operated business. I'm impressed. Business. So they decided this year they wanted to do something new. So what they did is Finally. they <laughs> brainstormed... They wanted to spread cheerfulness, happiness, and nostalgia, so they came up with an idea to have all their hearts have heart-themed songs, names on them. Okay. So they brainstormed hundreds of love songs and lyrics and narrowed it down to just 21, and they featured at least one song from every decade from 1950s to the present. So... Sonny and Cher, Ed Sheeran, Beyonce, The Temptations, B-52, Dan and Shay. So what are the some songs? of them are like Lean On Me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. You also have Sugar um, Sugar by the Archies. I hope Sugar Sugar, sugar is Sugar All of Me at Last. Oh. Um, perfect. Um, I Got You, Babe. So different things. So it's kind of a kind of, and they're called cutie pies. I always hated those things. I, I mean, loved you, them. You get them, you'd get it oh, like no. someone would give them to in your Valentine box. Oh, remember bragger. having Valentine I loved, boxes? I loved, for, I loved those. At elementary school. Well, I remember Do doing them with my kids. That? I don't know, but my kids were, it was so long ago, but I remember us putting wrapping paper around the Valentine's Day box, box. and doing the cards. Yeah. I love doing I bet that. they still do. I mean, not obviously this year, but. And if you wonder what the flavors are, because. Some of them tasted a little different than others. They all tasted like chalk. See, I liked these because they had a crunch. I liked this candy. Yeah, Here, no. I'm really? into it. Are you but into they're it? chalky. They're chalky. Yeah, but, they, but not like eating a, a circus peanut, the orange circus peanuts. I wouldn't suck on a circus <laughs> peanut. That's how bad those things are. I yeah. mean, those are not meant to be Some chewed. Some people love those, though. I, oh, my God. And you can mush them in your fingers. But here are the flavors. Okay. Wintergreen, orange, lemon, blue raspberry, banana, grape, and cherry. If you've just been wondering. Well, what I like they the never banana. Knew. Yeah, I would live for the banana. Just give me the banana Sugar, sugar is long. one. Crazy in love. My girl. Oh, I'm yours. Yeah. That's well, kind of cute. I hope get some extra sales this year. I do, too. All right. So we're going to come back, and we are going to, um, oh, we've got our Hollywood man with us. We can't wait. We'll be right back. Hooray for Hollywood. Hollywood. Hello, Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune. We feel like we haven't uh, hurried for Hollywood with you for so long. It does seem like it's been a while. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Oh, we wish you were here eating licorice with us. <laughs> oh, me too. Have you been? I'm in my basement as usual. As, as usual, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. How are you guys doing? Well, well, we're doing good. We've never watched so many TV and movies, movies and everything else. and But I don't think, um, you know, there's there are award things coming up and i kind of feel like have we seen these movies there's been so much confusion about what movies are we seeing and where are they playing and what are they dropping on so we need an expert we need an expert to what should we watch what shouldn't we watch let me help all right and actually this week happens to be a week when 
there are, I think, more new, at least more new interesting things than there have been in quite a while. Oh, there good. are at least three new pretty major titles opening this week. And then next week, or excuse me, next month, there are a ton of them, including a lot of the stuff that, that people are reading touted for Oscars but have not had a way to see. Okay. Um, should we start with this week's stuff? Yes, yes, please. please. The biggie is probably the Denzel Washington movie, The Little Things. Mm-hmm. It is a thriller. Okay. And it also stars Rami Malek and Jared Leto, so three Oscar winners. Uh, and it's a serial killer melodrama, a little bit in the same vein as Seven, probably not quite as grisly as that. Okay. But Denzel Washington plays a veteran cop. Rami Malek plays a somewhat rookie-ish cop, and they're on the trail of this guy who kills young women in Los Angeles around the same time as the Night Stalker, although he's not the Night Stalker. So we're talking about the 90s. And he maybe is played by Jared Leto, who's sort of one of those serial killers who teases them with clues and maybe is just a fan of crime or maybe is a maniac. Basically, anytime Jared Leto is in a movie, there's a pretty good chance he's a maniac at this point. But yeah, well, he's, I don't want to give too he's much been away. giving interviews, and I have to say the trailers and what he's talked about, like he really just thought it was, I mean, he was just rightfully odd of working with Denzel, but it looks like a good movie. Yeah, I think it is a good movie. It's not maybe the most original movie people have ever seen, but I think it does the stuff that it does really well. It's made by this guy named John Lee Hancock, who is uh, the, he's the writer-director, and I don't think people know that name, but he's made a bunch of good movies. That movie, The Rookie, with Dennis Quaid. Yeah, love that. Uh, that movie, The Founder, about the uh, starting of uh, McDonald's, McDonald's, starring yeah. Michael Keaton, was his, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might be the movie of his that has the, the best chance to be popular. And it's in theaters as well as streaming, so people can you know see it on HBO Max, or they can go to, I think it'll be in yes. most theaters, actually. Okay, are you giving right. it three stars or two and a half? Three. three. Oh, really? Wow. All right, The Little Things, and it opens this Friday. Three. Yep. Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You could just keep going. Apparently, I can't shut up. Um, Coincidentally, Denzel's son has a new movie this weekend, too, so they're going to battle it out at the box office. That is Malcolm and Marie, which stars John David Washington as a self-involved movie director who forgets to thank his girlfriend in a speech at the premiere of his new movie, and afterwards... They go home and have a fight about it and many other things. Is and the girlfriend the, is played by Zendaya. Is this the movie they filmed in lockdown? They just like filmed it in a house in Malibu in like three weeks or something? Yes, kind of secretly. I interviewed John David Washington when he was in Tenet last year, and he said, oh, yeah, I just finished it, and I can't tell you anything about it. But uh, apparently what happened is the guy who wrote and directed it, Sam Levinson, also is the showrunner of Euphoria, the Zendaya show on HBO, which is so good. 
and they couldn't do season two because of lockdown. So they apparently met on Zoom and she said, hey, maybe you can write something else that we could do. So he wrote this two-character movie that's all shot in this stunning, gorgeous house somewhere in Los Angeles Hills. I am intrigued with that because you do wonder, like, if a couple is young and fresh together in the Hollywood sense, like, would you be in big trouble if you forgot to thank that yeah. person, and that's the biggest problem you have, you know, is that kind right. of a thing. I mean, it's just kind of, and maybe they improved some of it. I, I'm kind of intrigued at the whole storyline. Plus, I love both those actors. I do too. And apparently, this actually happened to Sam Levinson with his wife oh. at his premiere. He forgot to thank her. Okay. And in this case, it also turns out that the character in the movie is maybe based on the character that Zendaya is playing. So it turns out there's more relationship stuff mm. to unpack as we go. But I will warn you, it's the character that John David Washington plays is a complete creep. Like, I don't know why we're supposed to care about this awful, solipsistic blowhard. Mm -hmm. So that makes him a little tough to take, even though Zendaya, I think, is fantastic in the movie. Okay, and is this in the theaters, or are we streaming this? It is... Uh, only going to be in theaters this weekend, but next weekend it starts on Netflix. Okay, okay, Malcolm and Marie. And is it? it's black and white. Is it black and white? And it's black and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very handsome looking, yeah. It looks beautiful. Okay. They're beautiful together. How about this oh. movie um, f- that Frances McDormand is in, Nomad Land? yet? Have you seen that? Is that worth all the... I mean, that is getting That's buzz, 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 buzz. It uh is my favorite movie of last year Uh, it was number one on my top 10 list and it finally is going to be let's see what is that one it's going to be i think maybe only in one theater on november 5th uh excuse me february 5th that's passed but on Mm -hmm. february 19th it is going to start streaming on hulu and it is fantastic it is However much buzz you've heard about how good it is, it's that and more. Okay, and is it true that the director of Nomadland is also the same director who um, directed Angelina and the other person in The Eternals? Like two opposite kind of movies? Yes, and Nomadland is much more her usual speed. She also made a movie a couple years ago called The Rider that's very small like this. Oh, what's the director's name? Chloe Zhao? Chloe Zhao. Okay. And I heard an interview with Frances McDormand where she said they actually didn't think Nomadland was even going to come out last year. They uh, approached, she had bought the rights to this book that it's based on, which is a terrific nonfiction book about people wandering around the country living in RVs, basically. Mm -hmm. And she bought the rights to the book. She went to this director and said, I think you're the person to make this movie. And the director read the book and loved it and wanted to work with McDormand. So they decided to do it, but they knew they would have to shoot it. And then she'd have to set it aside to do the Eternals. So they shot Nomadland in 2018 then it was set aside, and she began oh, working wow. on The Eternals, the one with Angelina Jolie. But then COVID shut everything down, so suddenly she had all this time on her hands, and she said, geez, I might as well edit Nomadland, and it ended up being able to come out last year after all. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I just we it, heard so much about Nomadland. That. We really have, and when you have seen any of kind of the potential lists of things being nominated, this has been on everything. 
yeah, and there's no way Chloe Zhao is not going to win Best Director. She's won every every single preliminary award that there's been. So, and it's a very much a movie where you can tell that she shaped the material in a really interesting, beautiful, moving way. People are going to love it. I love it. You also, I'm looking at your top ten list, and it was on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. That this came out in the Star Tribune. We're talking with Chris Hewitt, a movie critic, amongst all other critics, critiquing that you do at the Star Tribune. See some theater. I know mm-hmm. it. Um, the other one was News of the World, the Tom Hanks movie. Um, tell us a little bit about that because people love that and you loved it, obviously. Yeah, it's really terrific. Uh, and that is in theaters currently. It, it uh, started in theaters here when they finally reopened again. But it is coming to streaming sometime next month. I think it might be February 12th, somewhere around there. It's based on a book that you guys might have read by Paulette Giles. Shortly after the Civil War, a man who's kind of a town crier, he goes from city to city telling people the news, uh, ends up becoming the short-term guardian of a girl who had been taken from her family by Native people and raised by them and now has is going to be returned to her family, except her parents are dead, so he's going to take her to his aunt. And it's basically, it's very similar to, like, say, True Grit, right. where this kind of older guy and this young, uncommunicative girl develop a relationship as they're forced together on a trip. But they get attacked by bad guys, and they it's, it's, learn to communicate with each other. It's kind of a story of friendship and kindness. It's mm-hmm. lovely. Okay. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. I, okay, so we're we're that, that we're ready to see that. And how about did you tell us to see this movie? Um, never, rarely, sometimes, maybe. I probably did. It came out last. It was one of the early ones when we shifted to streaming. Mm-hmm. I think it might have come out last April. Yeah. Um, and it's terrific. It's terrific. Who's in it? It's just a small indie jam of a movie. That's It's just kind of people are finding things to watch, and they're like maybe going back to list, what did we miss? You know, yeah. kind of a thing because well, people are putting out lists and things are getting nominated. The Indie right. Spirit Awards yesterday, it might have got nominated for something. And I think the lead in it is almost for sure going to get nominated for a Best Actress Oscar when that finally starts happening in a Mm -hmm. couple of months. So I think it'll be back in people's minds. She plays a young woman who she's a teenager who travels from, I think it's rural Pennsylvania to New York to get an abortion. And it sort of intimately follows her and her friend on that journey and trying to decide if it's the right thing to do and trying to figure out how to make it happen. Her her stepdad is played by that Ryan, uh, Eggold that we know from New Amsterdam. Yes, 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 yes. He's like really cute. So, all right. So that's, uh, we're going to expect to see that. Well, I just wonder, Chris, about the, um, do you think anything that wins awards will have an asterisk? Like, is it going to be kind of like a, that it doesn't mean as much? Because it's like, who the hell Maybe more people have seen movies than we ever have, but I don't know. It feels like a discombobulating experience not to have a movie that we all saw together in theaters, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. I think ultimately there won't be an asterisk because those movies that we all saw in theaters tend not to be the ones these days that win the Oscar Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm -hmm. Um and actually, it's such a good crop of movies, although I think you're right that people are seeing them in a more scattershot way and they're weirdly still coming out, even though they're 
supposedly for the Oscars from last year. I think it it has the potential to end up being a really good slate of winners. And in fact, I mean, if Nomad were to win Best Picture, it would be the first time I can remember where the movie I thought was the best movie of the year actually was named the best movie of the year by the Oscars. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for yeah. for the smaller, more independent movies, that there are probably way more eyes on oh, those sure. movies than they would have been. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and some of these independent movies aren't that small either. Like, there's a, a Michelle Pfeiffer movie coming out next month mm-hmm. called French Exit. That's fantastic. She might be a Best Actress nominee too. Really. And. That would have been in quite a few theaters. Lucas Hedges is in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nomadland. I mean, Frances McDormand has already won two Oscars, so right. she's certainly well-known to the Oscar folks. Yeah, and to movie audiences, too. We'd go see her. All right, oh, well, yeah. We want to talk to you. We wanted to ask you about Minari, uh, Ma Rainey, One Night in Miami, and just a couple other Hollywood things. So if you can hang out with us, Chris, we'd appreciate it. Great. I'd love to. All right. We'll be right back. Everybody, we're talking with uh, Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune. We're talking movies. And speaking of movies, we heard about this casting last June, and we're just like, oh, my gosh, just because we thought she's got the lip and the eye thing going on. Kristen Stewart being cast as Princess Diana in a biopic called Spencer. We posted it. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen this photo yet today, Chris? I did see that photo, and I would have been skeptical until I saw the photo, but I don't know. It looks she like looks it like her. Really good. It's really good, and she is a good actress, and she does know she's like the right age yep. to play this era of Princess Diana. It's not. It, I don't think it's supposed to be a perfect replica, but um, I it's way better than Emma Corrin in The Crown. Oh, yeah. She yeah. looks great. She looks great. Well, and the guy who wrote and directed this movie also wrote and directed that Jackie movie with Natalie Portman, oh, which was fantastic. Which okay. we never saw. Never saw. We that. never saw that because it bugged us how she talked. Oh well, it's a similar idea in that it doesn't try to be a biopic that depicts the whole life. It's right. a particular Just, like two day period, which is I think a really smart way to go. Yeah, well, like what uh, Aaron Sorkin is going to do with the uh, Lucille Ball and. Um, Desi Arnaz story. Yeah. Pick pick a key moment that reveals a lot about a person rather than trying to do it all. Yeah. All right. Well, so anyway, take a look at that. And then um, um, did you, okay, so tell us this about um, One Night in Miami. Did you like that movie that I think just released last weekend on Netflix? I'm not a huge fan of the movie. Partly because it's really clear that it was a play that has been converted into a movie. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody seems to be picking up cues all the time in the way that, like, oh, somebody walks in the door as soon as the conversation ends so they can start a new conversation. That kind of thing that in the world of theater where it's not necessarily real works better than I think it does in the movies. But I will say all four of the men who play these, it's about a... A true day, although the everything that happens in the movie was imagined. But right. when Sam Cooke, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, and Jim Brown all gathered in a hotel room and chatted, and um, the actors who play those four people are all really, really good. Uh, Aldous Hodges, I love him. Yeah. He plays, I think, Did Jim you watch Brown. the movie, Lori? Casey and I watched part of it, but yeah. it was the same thing. It was, uh, it was a play. 
is how I don't the movie like watching felt, plays. And I don't like watching movies as plays. So we watched half of it. So we got a good gist of all the characters, and they were perfectly cast. The the actor who plays uh, Cassius Clay before right. he comes Muhammad Ali. So I just thought he he was giddy, like a twenty two year old would be. He was on top of the boxing world. You know, yeah, you really do get the sense of of him before he became the icon we kind of knew. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, how about um, and I kind of felt the same way with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. There were I, Viola Davis I was like great it was a and Chad Chadwick, but that felt very much like they just took the play and made it a movie. Oh, I thought that one did a little bit better okay. job of of making the shift. It, to me, anyway, it felt more cinematic. Maybe that's partly okay. because I know I've seen the play and the movie's an hour shorter than the play, so they definitely did do some <laughs> trimming. Oh. <laughs> okay. uh, we, we were not into it. It felt like a play. Mm-hmm. Too much dialogue. <laughs> what about uh, Chadwick Boseman's performance, though? He was amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. Everybody cry. Because yeah. yeah. I did watch yeah. that whole movie, and I was bawling. My eyes out. Yeah, he's so good in it. He is. And are you a fan of, because I really like this movie, um, and I know um, the movie and Riz Ahmad have gotten nominated, The Sound of Metal. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that Riz Ahmed is going to get a nomination for that. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, he plays a heavy metal drummer who is losing his hearing but isn't able to face up to the fact that he's losing his, his hearing, so he tries all these methods to attempt to regain it. And our hope is that finally by the end of it, he'll kind of make peace with it and figure out how to move on. He's amazing in that movie, isn't he? It it is. And it's an incredible message in this hopeless time. You know, it really is. It is. And it does such a good job. I mean, it's so much about empathy. It really yes, empathy. Particularly it is. the mm-hmm. sound design of the movie does a great job of making you kind of uh, experience the world the way he's starting mm-hmm. to experience the world, mm-hmm. which is not easy to do. I mean, it's kind of horrifying to listen to the movie at some parts, but mm-hmm. Chris, yeah. walking a mile in a guy's shoes. Right. Chris, you know, Cloris Leachman passed away this afternoon. Did you ever oh, interview? No, I did not oh, know that. Oh, did you ever interview her? I did. I'm trying to remember what movie it was for. She was outrageous. <laughs> Tell uh, us. Tell us. She and she just fact, died like at I, at four fifteen or something or four o'clock. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I was. I mean, I'm a, the world's biggest fan of the Maritala Moore show, and yes. I loved her on that, where she won multiple Emmys. She also, I, I better actually come to think of it, tell you this story off the air. But oh, really? She was at the Ordway doing a one-person show at one point, and the Ordway people had very fond memories of her uh, sense of humor. Let's say she was dirty. She was raunchy, she was wasn't she? Body, she was body. Oh, that's so great. I love that. And you just got- she was they. They had a particular nickname for her. They did. Can you give it? Give it to us in like talking vegetables. He's not listening. Talking vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. What was she? I don't know. Did she dish? Like when you talked to her, was she frank? Did you feel like, you know, you were getting like, oh, this is really a great, fun interview. She's telling me stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything was too revelatory just because she's probably told those stories a lot of the time, but I was completely fanboying out about the Mary Tyler Moore show. She was talking about, you know, they started every day with ballet classes and she was always trying to keep up with Mary Tyler Moore, who was a trained dancer. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, I didn't know that. And they, 
apparently were a cast that hung out each, at each other's houses a lot and really, really, really did love each other. So I was, of course, thrilled to hear all oh, that. Oh, that is so nice to hear. Oh, and Phyllis, her okay, hair and pantsuits. So oh, they would God. start out the day with of ballet. filming with ballet. Was it like a yoga warm-up would be today or something? Yeah, very similar to that. Mm-hmm. They, anybody who wanted to could join Mary at the bar, and and they would have a class. Yeah, very much like a did, did Murray? You know, did any of the guys Murray or Ted? Did or they Lou join Grant? in? You know, I only heard about the women. The women. Another okay. person who who told me about that was the actor Linda Kelsey, who was later on Lou Grant. Yes, and yeah. who is in a very memorable. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore show where she's basically all about eating Sue Ann Nivens on her cooking show. Oh, that's oh I want to go back and watch yeah. these. Oh, oh it's Chris, such a good one. We got to go. Thank you. Bar too. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, Chris. Chris. You at Star Tribune. You can read him. You can follow him on Twitter. 